When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. So we're going to go all the way down to Southland, and we're going to catch up with Robert Dennis, who is part of the Dennis dynasty of, of the lower part of New Zealand. They've just dominated the training ranks, the breeding ranks as well of the thoroughbred industry for a long time down there. It's great to catch up with him. He's a good man, and he's going to talk to us about a couple of his runners, talk to us about his stable. We've got on the line now Robert Dennis. Good morning there, Rob. You good? Yeah, good, boys. How are you? Well, we're pretty excited to have you on the show because we know you've got a couple of runners today, and we're a little bit light in the pocket from yesterday, my friend. So can you steer us into one? Uh, yeah, well, look, I don't come all the way up to Rickon for no reason, um, so I'd like to think I've bought two <laughs> decent chances. Yes. The gift. Beautiful. The gift, mate. The, the gift. How's that? How's the gift tracking? Oh, how do we look at the gift today? It's been 6.50 and you spoke about it. You don't come all this way for nothing. How's the gift's preparations been and and uh, you you expecting a good race from the gift? Oh, I see she opened at $9, so I think there's a few people out there expecting a good race from her. Um, Look, she raced only eight days ago, um, but she did this last season as well, backed up eight days, the middle day, a cup week, and she won. Um, She looked to come through a run really well, and I would say her her last field she was up against was an open handicap. She carried half a kilo more, and I think it was a stronger field, so... Um, the only sticky part could be her barrier draw. Uh, she's out in 14, but but Christian Madu rides her and he knows her well. Um, she usually presses forward, and hopefully she'll be out of trouble from that barrier anyway. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a good run. 650 sounds pretty good money. Every time you line them up, mate, they're always there or thereabouts, aren't they? I guess that's uh, the the nature of being able to have a slightly smaller stable as well and pay real attention to each horse. How many have you got in the stable? Uh, there's about 15 or 16 has, has been the max this season. Um, and, yeah, as you say, it, it, it's, yeah, hands-on attention to um, to each individual horse. Um, you get to know each one and their characteristics and, and notice when they're, you know, one or two percent off, hopefully, and, and can improve on those small increments and, and that, whereas bigger stables, those little things may get overlooked. Just talk to us a little bit as well, like your um, style of training, I guess, um, off the farm rather than sort of some of those bigger stables. Just give us a little bit of an insight into into how you work. Yep. Uh, so first of all, we usually start with the daylight. Um, so there's no getting up at 3 a.m., 2.30 a.m., Jamie Richards. Um, uh, yeah, start with the daylight, 
Um, nice, quiet environment. We work them around the paddocks. The only thing they usually have to worry about is, is a few sheep in the paddock next door um, or a few cattle next door, but they get used to that pretty quickly. So they're nice and relaxed in their work and after their work. Uh, there's not, you know, 50 other horses out on the track at, at once with them. Uh, then they come in, finish their work, and then they get about two, three, four hours, depending on the weather, out in their own grass paddock each day. Um, after a race, they, they get plenty of grass into them too, which I think is really important. It helps their guts and, and helps them uh, keep eating after a race and recover well. Hey, uh, Rob Ricardo here, mate. The boys have just uh, gone offline for a moment. I can't hear you, so uh, I'll, I'm just going to pick it up for a moment here. Um, Nick, you've uh, you've had you've had a great run recently. I know you you, you did well at Wingatui recently. You've trained three winners at uh, at a meet three different times in your uh, in your training career, mate. What's uh, when you approach a meet like that that you're so successful at? What what's the secret to that? And how how do you how do you prepare when you've got so many different horses to look after? Oh, look, well, that, that's happened, yeah, three times, as you say now, and it's all happened in the, all three times it's happened in the spring. Um, so those plans, you know, those races are generally targeted way back in June, July, August, when those horses come into work. Um, and especially when the stake money's up, like big days, Melbourne Cup Day this week, I really put a, a ring around those meetings because it's pretty important to get a return to the owners. Um, so, yeah target the better stake money and, and pick out some good races is usually the plan. Hey, mate, uh, it's Izzy here. I just want to ask you a question. What What's your aspirations as a trainer? What What's the ultimate goal uh, for you? What does the future look like for Rob Dennis? Oh, that's a great question. You know, when I was a little bit younger, I kind of wanted to be a Chris Waller and be really big and, and have lots of horses and lots of owners and win lots of races. Um, but, I mean, the smaller size stable seems to be working well for me. Um, I really would uh, would like to train for some high-profile owners. Unfortunately, I had to turn one down that you know just a couple of days ago. Um, you know, that that, was, that would have been pretty cool. And I, I do train already for a few high-profile owners, which for a young guy like me, um, was yeah, pretty exciting to, to get them on board and, and have them show a bit of trust in me and faith in me. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, I've got over 150 owners and at this stage it's just to keep winning races, um, target mm. black type, the gifts in a group three today, get a good return to the owners and I mean, they have a they get a massive thrill out of winning races and yeah, we've, we've been winning our fair share lately so it's been going well. well you're just going to have to persevere with me for just a little second here, team. I'm going to tell you a bit of a story about what Robert Dennis can do to uh, a racehorse as well. So I had a horse which had had 17 starts. It had run second seven times. I had paid $100,000 for it, sold it for $14,000. It went south down to Rob's stable. Did it win its first start? Didn't win its first start, did it? It won its second start. Yeah, she ran second first up, uh, beaten by a good horse called Lightning Jack. Yeah, and then how many races did you end up winning with? Out of the park was what the horse was called. Yep, uh, seven starts for four wins, including a track record at Wingatui <laughs> and a Group 3 breeder's stakes at Rickerton. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so I turned 100 into 14 real quick. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and Rob turned 14 into probably about 200 just as quick. So, yeah, so if you want to... 
if you want to find a way to improve a horse, send it down to Rob down there in Southland. But you can't get in at the moment. Trying to get one to him at the moment, but nah, stable's full, he said. The shop the shop window's full. But what any aspirations, mate, to um to increase the size of your stable and, and what are the what are the challenges why you can't? Oh look, staff is number one. Um I know it's hard all over the country, but it's particularly hard right down there in Southland. Um, you know, good good riders are few and far between and I can understand as well why it's not an attractive industry to a lot of people. It, it can be long hours and it can be hard work. Uh, it can also be very rewarding. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, a big issue. And I mean, to be honest, I think we, we're getting a little bit forgotten about down in Southland and Otago as well um, with the, the recent reforms. And, and I think there's going to be more coming. Um, so it, it's getting, you know, we're facing a few more headwinds. Things are getting a little bit more challenging. Um, so in terms of building some more infrastructure and that kind of thing, I, I almost can't justify it at this stage uh, without some guarantees on the future down there. How do you get that over the line, mate? How do we guarantee and, and sort out that future? What what needs to happen for for you, Rob? Well, I guess the, um, you know, they've, they've got to give us a bit more confidence. So, uh, I'm here at Ricketer and now they've just put the synthetic track in here and they're going to start racing on it soon. Um, and I mean, really what they want a guy like me to do is to move up here to Rickerton and train from here. Um, but look, both, most of my owners are based in Southland, um, you know, well over 100. And they love it down there. They love being able to go and watch their horses. Um, and yeah, as I say, I've been turning, turning more down lately. Um, so there is plenty of enthusiastic people down there and and plenty of good trainers too. Um, so yeah, I guess they they kind of just need to really recognise that and, and you know come up with some sort of plan for us to give us some confidence mm. going forward in the future. Yeah, nice mate. Well, make sure you um, free up a spot about March next year, maybe maybe April. I mean, April, I might buy a horse in. Sounds like you're the man to go to, so I'll send one down your way, Rob. Hey mate, uh, just quickly before we let you go, we got a text message on the on the text line from Pac-Man. He asked us about the chosen one. Any update after the Melbourne Cup on the chosen one? Uh, all basically. I know is, yeah, he went, he went really well again. Um, you know, no mean feats to run in three Melbourne Cups in a row. Um, all I know is yeah. he was he was back in New Zealand either a day or two after the race. Um, yeah, that's out of out of my realm a bit. I'm concentrating on on my group of horses and and that. Yeah, just flick the TV on when he's racing and have a look, but. That's up to Murray and Andrew, not me. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Hey, mate, um, so you got the ready-to-run sales uh, almost upon us, and then you've got the yearling sales, which have now been pushed for, uh, pushed back to March. Do you go to those kind of sales and, and look to look to invest for owners, or, or you sort of you, you kind of wait for horses to be bred down there and, and passed on to you? Are you looking to go there and unload? Uh, no, look, I've, I've bought um, three or four yearlings, the last couple of years now and I've had clients buy another couple two couple of three um, the ones I've bought I've syndicated I bought two at Caracas in January um, and when I sent the email out to my existing owners I think they're all full up fully syndicated in under 24 hours both of them um, so yeah no I definitely go there and I, I pick the eyes out of them a bit, you know, I've spent a bit of time going around and try and find a good bargain, um, find a nice filly that's going to grow into 
a good horse with a with a good pedigree, and if you can pick up a bit of, a bit of black pipes, then make them a valuable proposition. Um, so you know, I definitely go to the sales and and then syndicate them afterwards. So <clears throat> one one last thing, mate, before we do let you go. The, racing's been a part of your family for for generations now. Like, all the horses have as well. What is it which which is so special to you guys, to your family, about the horse industry? That's a pretty big question, I guess. Um, I, I guess the brothers have been breeders, owners, trainers, and, and I've gained a lot of um, satisfaction out of kind of doing it all themselves, um, you know, getting a mare and foal and then raising that foal, um, training that horse to win a race and, and win a big race. And, I mean, it is really satisfying to see them through like that. Um, you can't really beat the winning feeling. For me personally, um, yeah, uh, I just love winning races. It's so exciting and it's so satisfying, especially when you get a, a project horse that might have been a bit of bit of a headache or a bit of hard work. Um, or likewise, when you break one in from a young horse and then see it develop and grow and, and uh, turn into a, a decent racehorse, it's it's so satisfying and and just seeing the excitement the owners get as well I mean um, it almost brings a tear to my eye sometimes when you see them at the races after winning a race they they just love it yeah mate I got that feeling yesterday watching uh, Ray Green Ray Green and copy that when he got interviewed after the cup win and seeing the emotion in his eyes and, and on his face it was a very special time and something I'd love to be a part of hey uh, before we let you go Rob, I just want to quickly ask you, Saturday, Saturday, have you got something apart from the gift this today, something later in the week that you can steer us into that's your best chance? Uh, I think I'm going to have three line up on a Saturday. Um, I know Baz was on Savazar Saturday, just gone, and she was quite unlucky. Um, and she oh, flew yeah. home. She'll be she'll be coming back up, stepping up to 2,000 metres for the, for the Saturday. Um so look, she seems to have come through a race well. And I say, I'd, I'd like to think she's going to go well again this Saturday. Savazar. Savazar on Saturday. Awesome, mate. Well, congratulations for having a couple of races today and later in the week. We really appreciate your time. Rob Dennis out of the Southland Stables, mate, doing great things. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, hopefully we can get you on the show again and talk some more horses. Sounds pretty good. Cheers, boys. Him, he was awesome, Bez. Champion. Champion oh, bloke. Pedigree too, mate. Just pedigree in the game. Like he's been around horses his entire life, his generations of of, uh, mm. of their family, which are just deeply rooted in, in the in the thoroughbred game and just a a sound horseman, you know, like just knows what he's doing. He's travelled abroad as well and, and and sort of um got some further education just outside of um his uh his family down there, and he can improve a horse. I'll give you the tip. And he just that attention to detail, small stable, and his ability to be able to just, um, you know, assess each horse and, and take care of them. And you can almost hear the pride in his voice as well. But that's mm. what he loves doing. Love being able to take on a project and and be able to make it work. And yeah, he's a he's a very very good trainer, young trainer, but a very good trainer doing great things down there in Southland. And, and let's hope he gets more opportunity and we see him grow. And for those who follow the horses in, the gift is $6.50 and $2.40. So have a little bit on that. Savazar was an absolute certainty beat the other day. So be, be, 
backing up on Saturday, so you might be able to follow your money and then and get paid. It is 7.20 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Plenty more coming up shortly. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.